So hello Kiara and namaste everyone. My name is Neha Salyan and I welcome you all to another episode of Table Talk by AJV Global. Mary, would you please tell us about the culture in New Zealand? Right, uh New Zealand culture is they're very very friendly, very laid back. I mean, uh, I come from Hyderabad and our culture is pretty much the same. We keep saying we are the nawabs, you know. We have the nizamis. We love to kind of take it very easy and relax. I think the same culture is within New Zealand as well. We're very very relaxed. However, very approachable and friendly. A Maori population is still a minor population, but they are very highly valued and respected here in the country. not just the maori population uh, there are other uh, you know islanders also who come to new zealand you've got the pacifica you've got the samoans you've got kiribati people from fiji so there's a whole mix of people who come to new zealand and make them you know their home so plus you will see a lot of um, english uh, a lot of british uh, influences where new zealand is a country of migrants yeah so there are pockets in the country there are pockets in the cities that you will see a strong say indian vibe or a strong chinese vibe or a strong say korean vibe it's new zealand's a pot of cultures you know and so when you come here you can find your own as well so it's not that you have to be assigned to a certain culture you can find your own culture so it's up to you how with what approach you come into the country it's really really important Mary kindly brief us with the types of accommodations available for international students in New Zealand. Right. So, uh there are actually about three main um, you know types of accommodation you can say the first one will be homestay which is usually for younger children who are in still in high school um and this is where you know you are assigned to a family and the family basically takes over like a guardianship for you they take care of you that's called pastoral care here in New Zealand. So it's usually for high schoolers or younger people who come say at a university entry level. However, you know nothing stops you from becoming a homestayer. They are slightly a bit expensive if you look at it. There's no flexibility because you pay that kind of a, a fee, fixed fee, for your lodging, also for your food. They take care of your food as well. Uh, however, you are pretty much a part of the family. So it's. Uh, i think um families uh, parents who tend the very very young kids they feel more safe to put them with a home stay accommodation right now this uh, so it's tad bit expensive but worth it because you tend to you know kind of be a part of a family and not just be by yourself especially when you don't know and you're learning new things ideal for young people much much younger say 18 and under Uh, then you've got the second time which is the university halls of accommodation so universities also have their own accommodation which they have on campus or say close to the campus which they own again tad bit expensive and you'll have to pay say term wise for certain number of weeks so again uh, students do cannot afford that there are a lot of students who who may not be able to afford say uh the university accommodation which will be about anywhere 200 dollars upwards per week that is just for your accommodation your lodging so uh, you have to still take care of your food and your travel and all the other expenses now the third type is flatting the third type is flatting where you either share accommodation share a room with somebody where you take a shared lease or there's something called a flatmate agreement where you pay them weekly say 150 100 or 200 depending on the region the location the proximity to the city and everything so there is a range of, i've seen people living with 80 dollars here in uh, in new zealand in hamilton say 
three years ago. People have paid eighty dollars, but then understand what you get in return as well. Sometimes you will have, say, a three-bedroom house shared by ten people, which is why the cost is coming down to eighty dollars because the rent is the standard fig figure over here, and then you have electricity and all the other things. Now I have seen people living in those conditions, but I do not recommend students to take up. Yes, you will save some money, but then remember there is something called quality of life as well. So. try and see if you can uh, at least uh, um, what do you say budget for anywhere about 150 to 200 per week for your rent over and above that will be your other expenses and and i think you'll be good in terms of uh, accommodation in the flatting arrangement but there are plenty of accommodation options available as a student there is no scarce scarcity i think half of the landlords also live on student accommodation only because they find it easier to give it to students rather than find others yes how exactly is campus life in new zealand so on an average when you study full time here in new zealand you are looking at spending 20 to 25 hours studying Now this twenty to twenty-five hours could be, you know, kind of in blocks. It won't be like I know the culture in India. I've studied in India. You start at nine and you're there till three thirty-four, but that doesn't work like that here in New Zealand. And based on the paper selected, you will be assigned slots and you will be moving across. You, it's not like a fixed class. You sit in one place, so you kind of they will assign you room number, room number, campus or you know building number, and then you keep moving around. So also sometimes you're classmates will not be the same bunch that you study with you know there'll be combinations of people that will be keep coming so you you have a lot of interaction with various kinds of uh, students from various backgrounds you have your locals you'll have a lot of um, whites you'll have a lot of uh, uh, the um, uh, islanders you have your maori you have indians you have chinese you have pakistani so you now most of most of the schools that i know of are pretty much located in the city this is one thing that i must tell you guys that campus life is not um I, i know you would see movies and things like that like you know you have this gate and you get in and there are no gates here for new zealand colleges campuses you know they're just buildings around the city so it's some of the universities do waikato university for example they do have gates and stuff like that but it's it's not the typical university life you would see back home like in india it's vast the campuses are vast over here however one university may have multiple campuses so there is possibility that there's one campus that's just one building and nothing else you know so but then the facilities are wholesome i mean doesn't matter where you're studying at a university at a government polytechnic or at a private training establishment the facilities are amazing i have i've been told that uh, most of the colleges and they have you know cafes i have been to a few universities here on my trips i've seen they all have a range of cafes there they have food on campus they have an atm they have a gym on campus then you have your um, cultural groups there's so much to do and not just there you know new zealand itself you can do so much i think we'll get to that next but there's so much to do in new zealand not just within your campus so you can never get bored that much i can assure you please tell us more about the leisure activities students usually indulge in including the entertainment options right movies plenty of movies um you get student discount on everything trust me there's a good 
10 to 15 dollars difference on everything you know you've got 10 to 15 percent off everywhere you go on you know you book movies you have bus tickets you have other uh, adventure activities that you do you have a student so when you have a student id card you get off pretty much on you know 15% off on everything so carry your student id card very very important uh, besides that there are a lot of free activities that you can do surprisingly enough in new zealand you can work with any budget and i'm talking about doing something if you want to plan your your day and you know your holidays trust me you can do anything in any budget that's what i've realized living here in new zealand you know we have had some good days we have had some bad days so we always have changing budgets uh, how big or small your budget is there's a lot of things to do there are a lot of things to do even uh, free cycling bike you know hiking this these things are free you don't have to pay for them you know and i have seen people having such full lives you know they wouldn't have even played a single sport back home but once they come to new zealand they they've done hiking they have done uh, such long hikes over here then you've got a lot of water activities that you could do you could do um, something called glamping which is a little fancy word for camping in 5 minutes you can be at the beach and in, in another 10 minutes you can be in the mountains so that's how new zealand is made in the same place you can see both beach and the mountain so test trust me go to newzealand.com you can see the number of activities that you can do as i said for any age at any budget about the local means of transport and how economical it is do people prefer to take local means of transport or do they buy their own vehicles it's a bit tricky there so um there is good public transport in most of the major cities here in new zealand the only issue is about the time that takes in these public transports you know i have seen people living on days together in the public transport in fact i have experienced the bus life even in hamilton a smaller town where the bus services was great but i think after a point you get very uh, annoyed for the time that it takes you know in the bus because it's longer and you know number of stops sometimes it doesn't from one uh, place to the other you have to take at least two or three buses depending on where you are located so the couple of things that students do number one is a lot of them take accommodation closer to the school so that they don't have to travel a lot like as i said you get a discount on your student card if you take a long bus but i think a lot of people don't want to waste say 30 40 minutes in the bus okay where the drive is probably 10 minutes so the other thing that i found very very common is if their workplace is too far away everybody invests in a car you know as soon as they come in if you know to drive trust me in a thousand dollars you can get a brilliant car here in new zealand and you can be assured that the car is good purely because there's something called woof which is warrant of fitness so nobody can sell you a dingy old car which will not work so even um, even if a mirror is broken they will not renew the warrant of fitness even as simple as a mirror which is just functional and it's not that the car will not run they will not renew the warrant of fitness and if there is no warrant of fitness don't buy the car simple but as i said even in a $1000 you can buy a car it's very economical some jobs will also insist that you have a new zealand driver's license Uh, or have a transport because there's possibility they'll place you in different workplaces you know that there is also trains uh, some of the cities uh, Auckland definitely has lovely trains and their train service is also very very good and effective again the same thing it takes longer yeah but both train and the bus are quite affordable if you are considering that 
could you tell us about the food options in new zealand any day uh, i would say it's not the same but you get everything you're talking about your delhi momos you're talking about the chaats you're talking about the south indian dosa you're talking about idli vada sambar to get good quality export stuff here in new zealand in fact the boxes will it's a bit expensive to eat out here in new zealand it's on an average a meal will cost you 20 dollars which is expensive for a student who's earning about 250 300 so you got to be watchful um the cheapest thing that you can eat outside is fish and chips which is new, which is like synonymous to new zealand fish and chips is very very popular for 10 bucks you get amazing fish and chips please don't bother to carry rice you have a bit of a problem when you enter the country you have to declare all food items anything and everything has to be declared at the border or you could have a very very heavy fine for not declaring and if they find something in your bags is it possible to manage a family a child and simultaneously study interesting question i tell a lot of people yes definitely uh now what's happening is i think a lot of families come with a worry that okay what will happen to my young children if i go out to study especially i think this problem is more with married women who are students i think married women don't worry about it because they'll have their wives who can take care of the kids an average cost of living for a family of say 3 because we are three of us i can tell you that on a part time student income you'll only get about 300 i think uh, now the minimum wage has gone up even then after taxes and everything about 250 300 is what you will get you still need to cover the rest of the cost unless un- unless you're bringing money from home you know but it's i keep telling people have your partner pitch in financially because two reasons it's not like back home where we have so much to do like say women at home have so many activities to do you know they also have neighbors they have friends they, it's difficult women studying don't worry if your husband's want to go to work there's no issues kids as young as year and a half can be put in daycare over here please know that up to 20 hours the government covers the daycare costs so i remember when my child was in daycare i used to put him for total of 8 um, hours on a day so it used to be only between 50 or 40 or 50 or 60 dollars um, a week uh, in fact some of the early childhood centers also do up to 30 hours free you so know, this is uh, in terms of week no 20 hours a week free. government will a sponsor week. free yeah. okay so up to 30 hours also i know and there are few places i know that also do free pick up and drop you know so if you work in 9 to 5 your kids are there 9 to 5 in a daycare and sending them to daycare is one of the best things that you can do because i i have seen my child grow so well way they design their activities is for their overall mental and physical development and i was impressed i was mighty mighty impressed when my child went to um uh, daycare and he was there till he was 5 and he just was so ready to get into school you know he was already speaking the language just like kiwis do his accent was completely kiwi uh, they uh, the school started at 8:30 in the morning and they are up to 3:30 and then there is after school care from 3:30 to 5:30 so that you can go and pick up your child on time so even if you can have one kid or two kid or three kids there's no problem education is free for children here as long as one parent is on the work visa